welcome to this week's episode of Behind the Bear, and I'm your host, Rip Ripley, here joined virtually via Zoom by Coach Tom O'Hare. How are we doing, Coach? Doing good. Love these 21st century methods where you can be somewhere even when you're not there anymore. That's right. So, That's right. So, Coach O'Hare joining us from the beach this week and um, got, headed down to Myrtle. It, it's it's like sunny and probably 75. It's like a, a, a what month? April, May uh, day down here. As soon as we're done, I'm hopping on my, my bicycle. And take there you a go. Bicycle around. It's, it's so nice down here right now. But don't, but you're, you're a spring uh, sport out, outdoor coach. You know that, yeah, but we're going to see some nasty weather come March or April. Oh, so, sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We talked about that at track practice yesterday. It was, I mean, heck, I think by track practice time, it was probably about 80 degrees yesterday. The kids were, it's hot, it's hot. Oh, my gosh, it's only going to get hotter. I said, y'all, trust me. There's another cold snap coming. It'll cool back down. It'll be fine. You know, <laughs> uh, enjoy the warm weather while it lasts. And uh, we definitely did. So um, wanted to wanted to touch base and, and just talk a little bit of basketball first and, and kind of wrap up uh, the, the basketball season. And then we'll kind of move on. And we got spring sports already starting. So we'll jump into those as well. But, you know, starting with the basketball, uh, since we last talked, the – Skeezy State playoffs took place. Our girls uh, took on a tough Augusta Christian team and, and gave it a pretty good run. I think they ended up losing, I think, 36-29 to 29 was the final in that first-round game. Um, unfortunately, I wasn't able to make it to that game, uh, but I did talk to the coach, talk to the girls a little bit. Were you able to make it over and watch that one, Coach? I saw a little bit. I had some uh, – I got there a little bit late. Uh, <clears throat> I knew they up early. I think they had a good first quarter, but uh -huh. just ain't it. Um yeah, they were in the game the whole time. I, I kind of, I was kind of thinking, you know, they're going to sneak one in there and and advance to the next round. But you know, it's kind of like how their season won. They definitely were better at the end of the year than than mm -hmm. what I saw here with some of their players identifying the roles. Because I think that was one of the things that was true of that team. I think almost every player on that team had to figure out who am I on this team? What's my sure. role? So, and as you know, that that takes you know sometimes half a season or more for players to try mm -hmm. to figure it out. And a lot of good young players coming back on that team too. Yeah, only only the one senior in Amberley. And I think that, you know, when you look at the makeup of their team, that, that's a great point. You've got some great athletes in other sports that are playing basketball as well. Like that junior class of Maggie, Aubrey, Mary Beth, Sully, um, and then some younger ones, even without that, that group of sophomores behind them that, that are good athletes, but trying to figure out what their role was in basketball um, and something that, like you said, with only Amberly graduating, should continue to see develop over the next over the next offseason in the next season. You know, they were up they were up eight to five in the first quarter. Um, I was getting my, my I was working the games over here at Wilson Hall uh, on Friday so that Coach Turecki and Coach Rector could obviously go to the girls game. And um, so I was getting Mary Payton was giving me my, my, my updates and it was eight, we were up eight to five. And then I think we were down Then they went on about a 10-0 run in that second quarter to make it 16 to eight. And then we kind of battled back, I think, the half, 16 to 12 maybe. And, and in a low-scoring game like that, you know, a couple of baskets at the end of the game can totally change the scope of it. And so I think we were in that striking distance even into the fourth quarter and just weren't able to get those couple of baskets to fall, unfortunately, that, that ultimately could have really swung the game. I watched a game, uh, a semifinal game in 3A between OP and Shannon Forrest on Wednesday – and it was the same type game. It was low scoring, high twenties, low. I think the final was thirty three, thirty one, and and it was 
a situation where those couple baskets here or there, because there aren't as many baskets being scored, those couple baskets make a huge difference. And unfortunately for us, Augusta Christian <clears throat> able to get those baskets instead of us. Now, who won that game you were talking about? Did Jan's team pull that out? Yeah, unfortunately they didn't. They were up and uh, and kind of just could not get one to fall late. And Shannon Forrest came back and won 33-31. And so they'll play uh, Hilton Head Christian. And we'll talk a little skeezy here in a second because I know we got a lot of people in town that might be chairing those games. Uh, but Hilton Head Christian girls team, uh, they'll play tonight, actually, in the championship for 3A girls. We'll talk that in a minute. All right. And then, and then your game, uh, well, first of all, your game Saturday. Mm-hmm. Trying to think. No, I wasn't at that game. Was I? I know I was at the game the next game. I don't think I was there, but I know <laughs> had a nice win uh, in your first round game. And I, I'm drawing a blank over. Don't tell me I can think about it if you don't tell me. It wasn't Trent. It was, was Northwood. It? it was Northwood. Yeah, I actually was talking to uh, a Wilson Hall parent uh, picking up a grandkid yesterday who said, that they're oh maybe her her father-in-law coached down at Northwood Academy for okay. a long time. You know who I'm talking about? <laughs> no, sir. <clears throat> yes. And and she said her husband helps with the soccer now. Okay. But yeah. Funny how things come back to you. Sure. So and like you pointed out, Northwoods had played some really good teams hard and had a couple nice wins. But it sounds like your boys came out and had a great game on um Saturday. Mm-hmm. And set up the clash with the number one seed, Cardinal Newman. I'm going to tell you what, what it reminded me of, but there was one major difference. We all know what happened with the Gamecocks and what, number one, number two, Alabama, uh-huh. um, whatever night that was. There's no way that the, the, the basketball players from the University of South Carolina should have been able to compete against those Alabama guys. Mm-hmm. But they they near a perfect game and kept it close and you know, took him into overtime and things of that nature. But in the end, Alabama had a little bit too much, just players for them. I thought your guys in that first half for most of it were playing in many ways about as well as they could. Mm-hmm. I was extremely impressed by the basketball players Cardinal Newman put together on yeah. that basketball. Dr. Big guy in foul trouble right away, I think. Mm-hmm. the big And you could tell that kind of changed a little bit of confidence in your guys and had them a little bit not as well – uh, situated defensively because he's like a rim protector. But I thought you guys, you you, you were taking it to them. That uh, you weren't winning, and you know, unfortunately, as well as you were playing, I think Cardinal Newman hit their first three three points. Yep. <laughs> oh yeah. Which you know they look. They always say, well, people can shoot in the exhibition mm-hmm. doesn't have the wall close by. It's wide open. I've seen teams come in there and light it up. So I don't know yeah. where that comes from. I think it's more not. Not where you're shooting, but who's shooting, in my opinion. <laughs> yes, sir. But anyway, um, but with the, and I think you, you realize this, too, and I think you said it in the paper. Your younger guys, it's not that they were nervous or scared or weren't playing with confidence, because um, they had been in that building. What, that was mm-hmm. your first game in the last, what, yes, seven, eight? So that didn't matter. It's just the athletic uh, dimensions of those Carl Newman guys. I don't think it's seen before. There were several balls where you had guys over the top. You made the pass, but what you didn't realize, oh, wait a second, that guy's fast enough and enough high enough to get that ball. Yeah. And seen those kind of athletes all year. I mean, I, I've seen a lot of skis of basketball teams, but I thought in some ways the athleticism, the physical, you know, strength, size, explosiveness, all that <laughs> on Cardinal Newman, it was impressive. 
Yes, you know, you knew that going in. And I know, you know, you didn't take them in overtime like the Gamecocks did because they wore you all out. But I thought that, that your guys in, in many stretches of that game, they gave it all they had. And they gave it, you know, about as good as they could make it. But sometimes you're just, for whatever the reasons, and that's one of the great debates of Ski's athletics, the Carl Newman basketball team was just loaded with outstanding basketball players. So that's off to them is all you can do. But look, I know you're proud of the way your guys finished the season, uh, did some things like you mentioned they hadn't done in a few years, and a good building block for you to get things, you know, progressing in the direction you want them to go, I'm sure. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think, you know, even going back to Saturday's game, I mean, I think being able to come out after a loss against Trinity Collegiate in the region championship game that I think, you know, was a not a, I hate to say wake up calls. I think we've had a few of those this year, but for a young team, I think we we genuinely had, you know, a, a mindset going in that unfortunately, despite all the coaches' warning signs, it was like, ah, okay, we've beaten Trinity twice now. We're gonna beat him again. And and as you know in coaching, that doesn't always quite work that way. Um, and, and we so we lost that game on Tuesday, and that was a pretty I don't want to use the word devastating, but it was a pretty shocking loss to a lot of our guys because I, I really don't think they thought that was gonna happen. And and even throughout the season, we would lose game, you know, you lose games in the course of the season, but that one meant a little bit more. And so I was impressed at our ability to come back on Saturday and and be able to um to, to rebound and and come back with with some fire and excitement. You know, it wasn't the most energetic game, you know, the four o'clock late game at the Civic Center on a Saturday against a team from Northwood. It didn't really bring a ton of people. You know, we didn't quite have the crowd we normally would have uh, at a big game like that on a Saturday afternoon because there's other stuff going on, obviously. But so the gym wasn't quite buzzing like it is at other times. But but we had, you know, the ability to come out and play it. And, and Northwood, you know, like we mentioned, Northwood's a good team. And, and, and I was proud of the way they kind of fought back at the end and, and we kind of held them off. Uh, and, and to get that first playoff win since – I think it's 2016 is the first, last time we won a state playoff game. So that's a good building block. And then, and then, like you say, going in to take on Carter Newman, the terminology I used all week with the guys was, you know, we're trying to go slay some giants, right? We're trying to go pull off the David Goliath. We're trying to go, you know, really do something that hasn't, you know, isn't expected to be done. And, and I thought to come out in the game, you know, a couple of those shots don't go in for for them early. And I think that totally changes the scope of the game. That was kind of our game plan. They can shoot the ball well, <clears throat> but they can also attack the rim really well. And so what we said, let's take our chances with them shooting uh, and play a little zone defense. And unfortunately, they hit a couple early. Now, they only ended up hitting four threes in the game, uh, but they hit three pretty quickly in the first quarter. Um, but, you know, we hung in there. We're down by six going into the second quarter. And and unfortunately, uh, Evan Carter for them, a young man that really stepped up and had probably the game of his career, uh, went on a little – a little individual run in the second quarter and and pushed the lead up to about I think 16 and a half. Um and then you know we hung around in the third quarter, kind of kept it at that, the you know 20-ish. And then uh you know end of the game, um, you know, they were able to pull away a little bit at the very end. But I, even after the game and what, what I've talked with a lot of people about was I think you learn a lot about your guys and your team after a, a, a game and after a loss. And and I think you know we learned something last Tuesday after the Trinity Collegiate loss, because there was a lot of emotions involved there. And there was a lot of, okay, we we want this. You know, we wanted this tonight. It, it kind of shows you that that meant something to them, which was really important to see as a coach. And I think even after the game on on Wednesday, on Tuesday night, this past week, it's called Newman, some of those emotions weren't quite there because we weren't expected to win. But I still felt that 
like what I told everybody, we had really good vibes after the game. And it was a lot of support. It was a lot of love. It was a lot of, man, this success is over. Um, you know, it wasn't, a, all right, see you, coach. I'll, you know, I'll see you in the summer. I mean, it was, you know, man, you know, they were thanking each other. They were talking to each other, spending time together. And, and that's really good to see as a coach because there's a lot of places you don't see that. I saw a game, and I won't mention the school the other night, where, you know, a team lost, and there was a very clear division on their team. And you could see it even during the game of probably about two or three players that were pretty talented and then the rest of the team. And even after the game, they totally separated themselves from each other. The, the three went over to this side of the gym. The whole rest of the team went to this side of the gym. And I thought that was, you know, as coaches, we noticed things like that. And and I didn't see that in our guys. We were together. You know, we were spending time together. And I really enjoyed that. And I thought that was a good thing to see as we continue to turn our focus towards the offseason um, and, and kind of go from there. I, I don't know what school you're talking about. And if I did, I would mention them. But no, but um, – <laughs> But and the thing I think you're talking about the division on teams, like you know, what one of the things that your guys have been most of them, they've been classmates for a lot, a lot of years, most of them. Um, and I, I know a lot of these other schools, their basketball players have not grown up, you know, go in the third grade together, you know, in yeah. playing. And I'm not saying it's right or wrong. You're independent schools, and, yep. and you're in do things your way. Um, but I do think that's an advantage that we have. Coach Ripley, I, I need to say this because people are going to think I'm losing my mind. I was at your Northwoods game. It just, it just, I, I got there a little bit late, but I enjoyed sitting with your B team coach, Reed Schwartz. And we talked about yeah. he's a very good student of the basketball game. He's going to do a good job with your younger guys, getting them ready to play. Yeah, it, I mean, it's, uh, we, we've all, unfortunately, as coaches, sometimes a season can be long and hard and you don't have that unity and you kind of would never admit it, but you're kind of glad the season finally came to an end. Mm. Not, all, but if you coach long enough, that's going to be inevitable. But the hardest moment of a season is when you end the season feeling like you didn't achieve what you were capable of achieving. Mm. Um, you lose, uh, and I think you, it wasn't in your season, but it sounded like your team kind of had that, when they lost to Trinity in the conference tournament. And then, like you said, bounce back in a, in a very noble way. Uh, but, but, but when, you know, when you can end the season with still a lot of optimism for the future, like it sounds like you, you guys did that carries over uh, mm -hmm. on way. I really think it does. And, you know, you, you're talking about character and, and, and part of the team. I'll go back to, we were talking about South Carolina, Alabama. Look at what young coach, I guess he's young. He looks young to me. Well, Coach Paris has done his calls. He had a challenge, you know. Yeah. There within his team, and he—I don't know what he did behind the scenes, but he made it very clear. Okay, if you're not in, you're out. Yeah. And that distancing himself. All of a sudden, he's—you know—from what we saw the other night, a great teammate, mm -hmm. right? And and that's such a wonderful feeling for a coach when you don't have to worry about those kind of elements, you know, creating unity on a team. Uh, but yeah, I know you, you lost your two seniors, the governor, Jerry Brown and, mm -hmm. and Boykin, who, who was unfortunately, he was really coming along for you, but he missed, you know, uh, a lot of time and stuff like mm -hmm. that. You, you could tell how much your teammates, their teammates and, and your guys respected what they brought to the basketball team this year. It was nice. I saw at the end of the game, um, it, the, the guys who were not playing their last game, they seemed to be more sad. Than, than the governor and Boykin were, you yeah. know, even at, 
the, the empathy they felt for their teammate was good to see. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, we talked a lot this year about, you know, some of our quote youth and, and just, and there's a learning curve there and we know that as coaches and, and I know, and, and I know you talked to me, I know there's been a few other coaches that, you know, people that remind me around me and, and I really kept reinforcing, you know, I understand that we've got some youth and we've got some things that to build towards, but I also wanted to win now for those guys. And I think that with the success we had in the region, I think that with the home playoff win, I mean, that's, you know, first region championship since we believe it was 2013 first, uh, you know, playoff win, like I said, since 2016, first region tournament win since 26, that 2016, 2017 team. So, I mean, I think, you know, being able to be a part of that for those guys, while we didn't reach that pinnacle that we're ultimately always striving for, I think they can walk away going, okay, I, I've, I helped put my stamp on this program. And, and you're right, you know, Jerry, you know, a guy that last year I went back and looked and Jerry was, I think 10th or 11th on our team in minutes last year. I mean, he was a always been a hardworking, great kid, but, but on the basketball court, didn't see it translate, but he had a great off season and just kind of worked his way to where it was like, here's a guy we trust to do great things in the game. And, and, and obviously had the great game as Canada military where he dropped 30. I mean, he had the, um, you know, multiple games early on where he was a double digit scorer and a big time rebounder and a, a smart heady player and really got, getting to see him develop is really, really fun. Um, and then Boykin, like you mentioned, Boykin unfortunately had a, I think he went through some injury. He went through some sickness. He had some things that, that unfortunately him back a little bit, but even at the end, you know, able to go out there and really contribute. He accepted his role a little bit, understanding, hey, you know, maybe over the summer he was thinking I'm going to be the guy because I'm the senior. But then he realized, hey, here's my role. And he did a great job of understanding that and doing well with that. Um, and those will be two things we'll miss next year. I know we got a lot of guys coming back, and I always tell them that because um, those are two good guys that you can never replace. And so uh, we are excited to come back. But we are sad for Jerry and Boykin, excited to see them go on and do do some more great things as they leave our program. Kind of always the message we send to our players as coaches. Um, but we do have a good group coming back, and I think that we're going to – I'm excited to sit down. Uh, now, I do, like, postseason interviews, and all coaches do it differently, but I sit down with each player individually, and we talk about, all right, where we were, where we are, and where we're going. And I'm excited to have those meetings with a lot of our guys to see, okay, Let's let's change the mentality of our offseason training a little bit and pick up the intensity and understand that, you know, yeah, coming to the gym and shooting up shots is great, but are you sweating? Are you getting after? Are you pushing yourself to get better so that in a game, that that sweat, that fatigue doesn't bother you? I think that's something we're going to look to really turn the corner on this year. I'm hoping at least in this offseason. Uh, here's my old school uh, theory on on offseason this year. Uh, they built some beautiful new basketball courts over there at Crosswell, the orphanage. Uh -huh. They're not. I tell you what, you know, I grew up in the city and it was out on that. I, I probably played 99% of the basketball games I played with. No referees, no nets on the rims. Yes, no, yeah. I tell you what, fellas, you go over there because there's always games out there. And you know what happens out there? Winners stay. Yep. If you your butts off the court. And it is a so so, and I know you're going to have them do an individual thing. But you pick up your. Uh, we used to have a basketball. It was called Spalding Number Sixty Three. Guys like down. <laughs> it was an outdoor ball, right? And uh -huh. uh, we'd take our Spalding Sixty Three and go up to those courts. So, so you get over there. It's, it's Crosswell, right off of. Yes, uh, sir. Yeah, yeah. Do you, have you seen those courts? Oh yeah, they're very they're, nice. I think they have lights. Yeah. So, I, ask you one question about one of your young guys young wilder ford right who yes, I, I didn't get now i try to remember he looks just like his brother i mean you know but he's younger 
physically, and it looks like he's going to be as tall and, and have that what you call reach and those mm-hmm. dimensions. Did he play football too? I'm thinking he, he did. He did. Yes, yeah, sir. Was, he played. He was the quarterback for the JV team last year. Oh, so he was the quarterback. Uh, well, I mean, he looks. You know, Boykin was emerged as a really, really good receiver on that football team. Mm-hmm. I saw that long arms, and he could run. Young Lager. I'm not going to tell Coach Drecky what to do, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but maybe he can throw the football. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, we got a good group that does football and does baseball. And that's, you know, I think on our team of the of the 14 guys we had, I think 13 of them have already moved on to a spring sport. You know, and that's one unique thing about us, too, at Wilson Hall is, you know, we encourage that. I told the guys, I said, look, when we get done, I said, we're going to take a couple weeks, a month to just kind of cleanse of basketball. You know, go out, go do soccer, go do track and field, go do baseball, go do golf, you know, whatever you sport you in the spring. And it kind of helps your body reset a little bit. And then let's get back together and come back and, and get back to work. So I, I said, I'm excited about where we are and where we're going. And I hope that uh, this group's excited to keep working and, and keep getting better. Now I was thinking before we came on too, you've, you've got some good coaches in place down in, in those younger programs as well. You know, learning basketball, being taught basketball. You got some who are uh, college basketball players or some mm-hmm. who play ball. So it looks like for both the boys and the girls, there's a good uh, core of mm-hmm. coaches at younger levels, um, you know, teaching these guys the way to, way to play the game, which will help you, I'm sure. Absolutely. And we've got, you know, kind of working on some other things with some – got some alumni and, and, and some other people in the area that we're hoping to bring in again for next year as well and, and continue to grow. I think growing our staff is a really big part of success. I think having a strong staff in place that, that believes the system and the program and what you're doing – um, is a really big part. That's one of the things I talked with Mr. Moulton about when I took over was about expanding our staff a little bit. I think it's, you know, you and I have both done it where you're the only coach at practice sometimes. I'm sure back at Marlboro and some of Christian sometimes, some of Catholic, you were the, you were at practice by yourself a lot. It, it's hard. I think having a good staff in place is really important to help grow your athletes as much as you can. Yeah, now, actually, I did have an assistant coach who was my six-year-old daughter, but but that's another story. <laughs> I'll never forget the time as we were doing line drills and she was probably six and she was in charge of making sure they didn't touch the line. And boy, she was like a, a dictator back there. If those feet didn't touch the, and it was had to be the feet, not the hands. If those feet didn't touch the line, boy, she'd get them back on the line. But um, the, uh, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, the, I, it was funny. You talk about your staff and, and we both worked with coach Tally for a long time mm-hmm. and uh, lot to what we know about basketball to him not everything coach Tally. i said a lot not everything <laughs> that very clearly um but i saw neil neil morrison your assistant at halftime of the game i just remembered i was at the northwoods game and he was the key guy when you go yeah. in the exit center you have a key to lock up the locker room and i said i don't think he heard me because he i said make sure you didn't lock anybody in the locker room because i can't remember who it was one time but we came out after halftime at the exhibition center we're like, where is I, – I, I don't know who it was. And then I realized uh, we had locked somebody in the locker room and almost didn't – now, that didn't happen to you in your games at the Exhibition Center this year? No, no. No, no, we and, were good. We had everybody out in the locker room before we locked it. I, I'm sure Neil's doing a great job with the basketball for you this year. And he, he was one of those students of the game when he played. But I guarantee you he's a much better key man than I ever was. Why they made – man was the one thing that baffled me i left my keys in the dentist's office yeah. yesterday. i had to call a parent at 6 30 i mean my phone i left my phone so but anyway good job neil making sure nobody got locked in that lock 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and, and I want to touch real quick and I know, you know, some, it's always fun to see all the Wilson Hall people up there this weekend, even, even though we're not playing, unfortunately, uh, but we got championship weekend and with the four, a classifications, the schedule's a little different. And so I wanted to go ahead and let y'all know that uh, for those that are interested. So tonight, Friday night, uh, the 3A teams are playing their championship. So the girls is Shannon Forrest versus Hilton Head Christian. The boys is actually Hilton Head Prep versus Hilton Head Christian. So battle of the Hilton Heads at uh, 5 and 6.30 Friday night. Uh, tomorrow, Saturday, we'll have six championship games all at the Civic Center. I think the 1A games, um, 1A girls, which I believe is Cambridge Academy and Lawrence, will be at 10.30, followed by the 1A boys, um, which is Faith Christian and I'm blanking on who they're playing, unfortunately. Richard Wynn, I want to say. Um, yes. I saw that in the paper that they beat the Reagan. I, I can't remember. I think yeah, you're right. That sounds right. Yeah, I think it's, it was either Richard Wynn or some of this last game. That'll be at 12. Then at, I believe it's 2 o'clock, uh, the, the, the 2A games will start. 2A will be Cathedral Academy girls. Uh, they will take on um, who beat Calhoun last night. Somebody in our gym won't be Calhoun. That'll be a two. The two A boys will be a really good game. Cathedral and St. John's. Uh, those are some exciting games up here last night in the two A semis. And then the four A games will start. I believe is at five o'clock uh, with the girls. I have to double check that to make sure. But um, the four A girls will be Heathwood versus Northwood, uh, which will be a really good battle. And on the boys side, we got Augusta Christian versus Carter Newman, which I think will be a really really good game. I'm not going to put you on the spot and, and make you make a pick because if you don't pick a team next year, if you play them and say, well, you know, you know how that goes, but I'm picking Cardinal Newman. Um, I got to tell you, I, and I haven't seen Augusta Christian uh, and I don't think I saw him on video because I probably would have remembered them, but you know, I'm thinking about I, Cardinal Newman was so uh, their athletes were so good. I said to myself, they, they should win more football games. If those guys play football, I mean, yeah. they College-looking defensive backs out there on their court. So I'm picking Cardinal Newman. I, I think it would be an upset because didn't Augusta beat them they earlier? Split, they split during the season. They split. So, um, so I'm Cardinal Newman based on what I saw. Then. Yeah. No, I'm at and then so other. I'll I'll pull the um you know on college game. I'll pull the Kirk Herb Street. I can't comment on the game because I'm actually calling the games this weekend on Skiza TV. Um, and as a commentator, I don't want to be biased, obviously, on my uh, on my pick. So <clears throat> I'll withhold from picking the game, but I, I agree with your assessment. I think Carter Newman's really good. Gustav Christian looked really good last night. They beat a good Hammond team that can kind of control the ball a little bit. Um, I think it's going to be a pretty fast-paced game, uh, Gus Christian and Carter Newman on Saturday, and it's going to be a really fun game to watch. I believe that game is at 6 o'clock, if I'm not mistaken, uh, at the Summer Civic Center. So definitely come on out. If you can't come out, uh, tune in to Skiza TV, which is uh, – I think there's an app for it. I think there's uh, – you can go online and watch it, and you'll have uh, myself and Neil Minton, my other podcast co-host, and David Arwood, who does the the calls. He'll be on the play-by-play. Neil and I will be on color. We have a lot of coaches coming in, doing some some interviews and, and some chats throughout the games. It'll be really fun. I'm looking forward to a pretty fun weekend up there. Hoping my hope my voice holds out from the first week of track practice, um, and I'll be okay for the weekend though. Uh, it's um, it sounds like the NCAA uh, tournament thing where you bring the coaches who aren't in there in and stuff. Exactly, like that. yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah, we'd rather be coaching it, but since we're not, we at least can uh, can contribute somehow. So uh, definitely come out of that, and we we appreciate it. So real quick before we go, we have started spring sports. 
our baseball team uh, picked up a 10 to three victory over Williamsburg Academy, which is a really strong two uh, a school um, out of um, King street, King street. Thank you. Sorry. I went blank for a second there. Um, they got a pretty good squad. They won state in football. They got a lot of really good athletes out there, football, baseball guys. And, and uh, from what I understand, we, we kind of took on one of their best arms and, and, and did really well. One, we were up seven, nothing, I believe on their starter. And then uh, ended up finishing the game off. Everybody got to play. It was a good experience. One ten to three there. They traveled this weekend to a tournament over at in Woodlands, uh, which I believe is down kind of towards the St. George area, if I'm not mistaken, St. George, Dorchester area. Yeah, they I would say in northwest of Charleston over there. Mm-hmm. What's in that area? Timberland? Timberland, yeah. Timberland area, Holly Hill. Got him in that that region. Um, but they play, they play a doubleheader Saturday. They play a game Sunday night, actually, and then based on those pool play results, the championship game is the following Tuesday. So they're kind of their preseason tournament. They're getting ready to kick off there. Um, the soccer team is one and one. They beat Swansea on um, Wednesday night. They fell to Heathwood one nil last night, and they'll play uh, two more games on Saturday as well. Uh, they play a morning game, and then based on the results pool, they play their first, third, fifth, or seventh place game that afternoon or evening on Saturday. So true, but I was at baseball practice yesterday. And I got to tell you, the first thing I noticed is they got some pitchers and they got a catcher. Yeah. You know, buddy Jack, experience. I thought he graduated. I was surprised to see him out there. Never could say his last name. Maybe you can Schwedler. 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 That's <laughs> because I wasn't going to try to take that name off. But I mean, he's an experienced, uh, skilled catcher. He handles pitchers. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm pitcher out there and I'm going to take control of them but they got some arms too and they got some bats and well I don't be a pretty good baseball team out there on the mound this year so I'm looking forward to seeing seeing those guys play soccer lost some guys Evan Bell big big in the back they were playing without your guy Sean Michael who's mm-hmm. going to you know, rejoin them not rejoin them but we'll be out there Monday because of basketball we wasn't out, out with them so far and they lost the uh, Nick Crane who was a very good uh midfielder year and probably a couple other guys so so coach Bartlett has his team has some big shoes to fill but uh, you know one nothing against Heathwood it means well this, this part of the year they're competitive which was one of the more stable solid programs over there so correct mm-hmm. me if I'm wrong but doesn't soccer like football play in the 3A not the 4A they do I was gonna touch on that so soccer so so soccer classification is like football so it'll be three so we'll be with Pinewood Prep is probably the favorite coming in, I would guess, in 3A. We'll be with teams like Florence Christian and PD Academy. The Hilton Head schools, the Island schools typically are strong in soccer. John Paul II, Hilton Head Christian, Hilton Head Prep um, are, are schools that are really pretty good. Northwood and First Baptist. First Baptist is a team, you know, the past few years that we've been very competitive with. We both previously were 4A. Now we're both 3A. And, and I think that'll be a good um, competitive uh, region classification, however you want to call it, uh, for our, for our boys soccer, so they will compete at the three A level for the state. And we saw that in football, where hanging hanging over you when your four A in football is well, nobody's going to be Hammond, mm-hmm. quite honestly. nobody does. And and soccer in that four A, it's well, nobody's going to be Cardinal Newman, mm-hmm. and and generally uh, nobody does, yeah, uh, for reasons that might be. But when, when you can go into the season now and, and you realize, now, wait a second, we don't have to slay the giant at the end. Yeah. As we, football can really add some excitement to to where your team heads. So I'm looking for, I love going to the soccer games, watching those guys play. And I like sit, standing behind the goal and retrieving the balls for them when they 
kick them over. The poor goalies, they go run and get their own balls. I'm like, stay there, buddy, protect your goal. But looking forward to getting out there, have some nice weather. Of course, you got your track meets where we'll have about 30 schools coming in. And oh, yeah. I, I think the restaurants and gas station in Sumter ought to be giving you a commission on all the business <laughs> they do. Absolutely. No, yeah, we've got, yeah, so next week, I mean, we're pretty much full steam. I know we've got golf matches starting next week. Um, <clears throat> we have a home golf match next Tuesday. Uh, track meets this year. We will, you know, obviously the last two years, we haven't been able to run at home a lot, and now we will. We are running at home a ton this year because um, we're going to enjoy our nice new track. So uh, our first meet will be next Wednesday. I uh, definitely encourage you to come out and see that. Baseball, softball, uh, tennis, soccer, everybody really kicking off next week, and we'll be pretty full steam ahead with the spring sports season. How are we going to get all that in on our, on our weekly wrap-ups? We'll we'll have to be quick, and we'll have to, uh, and and then I'm gonna start doing the the midweek guests as well to talk about certain sports and highlight. Uh, now that we're in the spring season, we got some more coaches we can bring on and talk to, and, and really highlight some of our different sports. So we will go back to the the two two episode a week uh, model here some of the spring. So definitely tune into that. Let me throw this in real quick before we go. A Wilson Hall graduate, JP Sears, now in, in, tra- in spring training with the Oakland Athletics, mm-hmm. be on the. Main- in their first uh, spring training game tomorrow. So, you know, he's like any other professional athlete. He's fighting for a spot on that major league roster. Mm-hmm. Good luck to Wilson Hall's J.P. Sears when he takes the mound tomorrow uh, somewhere in Arizona. Uh, yeah. Trying major league roster again <laughs> last year. Absolutely. No, absolutely. Yeah, good luck, J.P. and all other um, alumni out there. And we got a ton that are out there in spring sports and, and college, at the college level. We got a lot of couple runners. We've got – um, some softball players and, and and some good athletes that are out there still competing. Uh, we want to wish all them luck as well. Well, Coach, I appreciate it. I'm going to let you get back to that beautiful weather out there at the beach and uh, enjoy your weekend. We'll get together next week and really dive into these spring sports and start talking uh, some details as our spring teams kick off their season. So for Coach O'Hare, this is Coach Ripley. As always, thank you all for listening, and go Barons.